We are back on Coast to Coast AM. Thank you for listening. Hope you're staying warm. I know it's cold out there. Last I checked, it was minus nine where I am. I don't even want to check again. That's enough, you know. I, I never get colder. I'm either cold or I'm not kind of thing. So even though it gets more and more bitter, it's still <laughs> it's still cold to me. So hopefully you're staying warm. Thank you so much for all the emails and the letters that you write me. I mean, it's just really nice to hear what you guys have to say. It's I, I really like that. And even when I send out my newsletter, when you guys will comment back, um, let's uh, just thank you. I, I do see them. And I do totally appreciate them. I cannot answer all of, there's no way I need, I need to have an assistant at one point. Wouldn't that be nice? So that would be really nice, but thank you so much. And if you'd like to do the same, uh, join my newsletter or join any of my shows, Blue Rock Talk, Connie After Dark, and sign up for the podcast, then do that at ConnieWillis.com. We're talking last hour already, just flying by. Seems like we just got started here. But no, we are at the last hour. We will take phone calls as well to talk to Lee Hample. If you've never gotten to talk to him, he's a lot of fun, as you guys have already noticed, if you haven't heard him somewhere before. And we're talking about now. Okay, so Lee, you're Hayesfield, known for, I want to get back to some other stuff, but uh, I want to make sure we mention all the latest things that have happened on your Hayfield there uh, as as the latest update. So so you've seen seen it again for the third time and you were having GPS problems. Is, is there any other things that you have recognized or noticed uh, recently that I, I just want to talk about that freaking egg that was in the other yard. Holy cow, that big giant Easter egg ship. That was amazing to me. The, I've never seen anything the, like it. The Easter egg ship? Yeah. Yeah. Four four cameras have captured the Easter egg UFO. Yeah. Unreal. Unreal. And and every time every time my cameras capture the UFO, that egg shaped UFO, as well as the Easter egg UFO. It's an Easter egg, yeah. <laughs> looks like it. Um yeah. very strange things happen. Uh let's see, four the four cameras have captured it. One camera uh, the, it changed the date on the camera was changed uh, in the in you know when the eighth ray came and there was the UFO and then there was uh, about three four hours of pictures of it and the the mm. date was changed on the camera. That's right. Uh, it went from you know 2022 to 2018 and the time was changed on the camera. So it actually it actually changed. The date and time on my camera. So, so let's try to describe it. It it looks like an Easter egg, you all. If you if you were to draw an Easter egg, you know, you would draw the egg and just you know just a pencil kind of thing. Just draw the egg, and then it's Easter egg. So you know you got lines, and you know lines within lines. That's what it looks like. A giant Easter egg. Did I describe it well enough, Lee? Yeah, yes, it, but also it looks like there's some out a little something looking out. Yeah, there's there's hieroglyphics on it. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking there's I'm looking at the picture thinking, well, there's a well, why is there an Easter egg on that thing? And that you know that's what you had captured. It just. Who would even think of that? Who would even think of that as an AI thing, which is just no, ridiculous? Yeah, it's, 
<laughs> it's on the camera. That's all I can say. It's on the picture. So, <laughs> and and then that another time it came on a different camera, and the camera went to night mode. It went to the infrared mode. Ooh! It it it, it drops the uh, the infrared lens, and it took pictures as though it was night. And, and it was like three thirty in the afternoon, and so why would the camera again malfunction, but in a different way than the last one? You know? There's just so many questions at your place, and it just yeah. looks like this nice little hayfield. That's all. Yeah, that's looks, true. Looks yeah, like- <laughs> yeah. People, people, uh, they, they, they. Uh, there's been groups there that, have, you know, my. My brother Fred has told them, and I've told them that things change out here at night, and they don't believe it until they're out there. So, well, you know, a lot of your pictures are in the day. Oh yeah, yes, I have a lot of daytime pictures. Sure, yes, I mean shafts and yeah. orbs and, mm-hmm, and you can know I, the, the figures and UFOs. Mm-hmm. Can I mention the pods? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, you want to describe the pods? I mean, it's amazing. There's these pods, you guys, coming from down the sky. This is where when the figure shows up on the side. Is that the one you're yes. talking about? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. That's from 2000, uh, I think 2015. And my camera is five feet off the ground and facing out in my hayfield. And suddenly uh, there's a black figure that, is the shoulder is even with the camera and you can see the head and you can see the shoulder and the shoulders is in the center of the camera. So that shoulder is five feet off the ground. And I had the camera set. So it took three pictures in a second, a burst of three. And you can see the movement of this figure, which is up close to the camera. But the, that's very interesting because yes. this is out in my hayfield, my private hayfield. <clears throat> and to get there, you have to come through my hayfield, or you got to come through very heavy undergrowth woods that have a tremendous amount of uh, blackberry bushes in them, and then through a cornfield and uh, to get to my property. So this is not somebody. There's nobody pranking me for the last ten years in these, in these pictures that I have. So that that's an interesting part that this black figure is there and it's like to say the shoulder is five feet off the ground. But in the background, <clears throat> seven minutes before the the blue sky is it's just a blue sky. Now when the figure comes, these how can we describe them? Uh, they're they're pods, round pods, white pods but they have a black figure in the middle of the pod and they're next to the figure or a little bit behind the figure, behind this big figure. And they move in the, in the blink of an eye, they'll be there or they'll, there was five of them. Then it went to two. Then it went back to, I think five or six of these pods with the figure in them by the, you know, only when the only when the large figure was by the camera, and they they move and they're flying around and and that takes a, a 
three pictures in a second. So blink of an eye is a 25 hundredths of a second. So those pods are moving and, and appearing or disappearing with a blink of an eye. It, it's just so amazing. What I had picked up from that picture was it seemed like uh, it went to the camera and did, you know, we do shots called point of view. And it looked like it was the point of view of the, and to me, it looked like a Bigfoot, the side of a Bigfoot. That's what it looked like to me. This is just, this is what I picked up from it. And, the, and it looked like, okay. yeah, yeah. The figure to me looked Bigfootish. Maybe it wasn't, maybe it was something else, but it seemed Bigfootish to me. Um, and it seemed like it went up to the camera and it was kind of going like, here you go, Lee, take a look at this. And I want to make sure you see me because I'm here and we're friends. And here, take a look at this. We know your camera's here. And as it, you know, looking and it's looking at the pods and the pods, it just, it just gave me, it seemed to me, it gave some answers. It looked like to me, tell me if I'm wrong from what I'm, what I'm talking about here, but it seemed like, I don't know, but it seemed like the pods were coming to, and it looked like a bubble with something in it. You know, like the pod itself, it looked like there's this bubble with some entity in it. One of, and, and most of them were like standing in a way, like arms down to the side and everything and, and feet together, legs together. But one of them had its arms out, right? And yeah. it just seemed like it was coming down from the sky or something. It seemed like this round thing that was around them, protecting them either from wherever they came from or what they're doing or whatever. Um, that that's what I remember from it. I just thought, oh my gosh, they're in their own individual bubble, and maybe that's their own environment. I, I I don't I don't know. I have no answers, but I've never seen anything like it. Well, I know there's speculation that you know UFOs are associated with the cryptids, mm-hmm. um, and I think this those pictures are absolute absolute proof of that because those pods are. Are UFOs? They're flying. They're moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're not anything that I. Know. There's no nothing that we have that flies like that. No. And here, here is a cryptid in the picture. Uh, you know, up next to the camera, be a, a Bigfoot or or one of the types of dogman. I have, I have some pictures of. Uh, I mean, they don't even look like Dogman or, or Bigfoot. They're long-legged things. They look like the the uh, like a praying mantis, a long-legged thing, or something know. else. Okay. Yeah. So there are other ones out there, but yeah. I think this this shows that there is a relationship between the cryptids and the UFOs. I have pictures right there. That's absolute proof of it in my mind. Yeah, and I've seen it myself. They're all together. And that's where I'm like, okay, they know each other. I don't know how good of a friend they are, but they know each other. And they may work with each other. Well, I mean, you know, I'll be tracking. I mean, I have uh, seen the tracks hundreds of times in snow and, 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 and dirt. And I'll be tracking it across my field. And I know it's not the coyote. It's not a deer. They have distinct tracks. And uh, suddenly those tracks will just stop. Yeah. So, uh, or other times I'll be walking in, in snow or snowmobiling and the tracks, I'll look in here where the tracks will just start. They'll just be, 
you know, two, they, they usually land side by side and then they'll walk away. So are they being brought in, transported by UFOs? Yeah. Yeah. Those neat little pods as well. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. when uh, one of the specific times and I don't know, I guess I could say a lot, a lot of the times I recognize that when something's around or has been around or is around, you know, it's, it's, it's not us. It is not the world of humans in any way. It's not the norm of what we're used to. But uh, like the very first time I had experienced Bigfoot at all, any of the Sasquatch, it was, uh, I remember waking up, I, I wasn't moving, but I woke up and I was very conscious of waking up and I should have been extremely tired. I should have been in a deep sleep. It was probably about 15 minutes of sleep or 45 minutes. And as I was laying there and I awakened, every cell in my body was wide awake. And I recognized that. And I recognized that it felt good. And I was talking to myself. I said, wow, every cell in my body's awake and it feels good. And I should not feel good. I just got to sleep. It's been a long day, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're at this location going bigfooting. And I've recognized along the way through my research that whenever something like that's happening, the temperature is not too hot. It's not too cold. You don't even recognize the temperature. You feel good. You have no pains. There's no problems. You're not sleepy. You're not tired. You're just, you just are, and you feel good. And, and I've recognized that. I just wonder when I saw those things in the pod, I thought, I wonder if somehow maybe we're within that with them. I, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't know. There's got to be something to that too, because, and tell me if you've recognized this there. A lot of times, and people will mention this all the time, there's no insects, there's no birds, there's no animals. You don't hear any other noises. It's just very quiet. Have you recognized that as well? Oh, if if, if I'm out there, like, you know, with my night scope and it gets quiet, the frogs quit or the crickets quit. Oh, that's when it's happening. Yeah. You you know right away you're going to start seeing uh, yeah. orbs in the in the with the uh, infrared scopes, the night vision scopes, or you're going to see figures with the scopes, or there's going to be rustling sounds around you. I've been out there and uh, had uh, my assistant's been with me. I have assistant's been helping me the last four or five years, and. We were out there, and, and it ran right behind us, but we could not see it. But it, when it gets quiet, when when all the crickets and the frogs and and everything, and then then you yeah, you're going to see stuff then. Absolutely. Do Do you think that they somehow put us in their atmosphere in some way? <laughs> you know what I mean. And maybe that's how they can enter our atmosphere or something. You know, well, I mean. It would be impossible for us in this huge, big bubble, we would think, but we're not there. They're not us. They they do things beyond us. Uh, that's why it's called supernatural, because yeah. things that occur are just not in any any form or, rel you know, knowledge that we have that occur out there. And one of the experiments I've been doing the last uh, year now is with EMF fields. Are you familiar with EMF? Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't, I think I started this probably a year ago now. I, I, Adam Davies. Most people love it. They love that. Yeah. Oh, Adam. Oh, good. Good for you. He's great. Adam Adam was there and he forgot his EMF read meter. So I took it out in the field uh, and because I didn't have one and immediately it went to overload. Hmm. And so I was on my four-wheeler, and I thought, well, that's okay. I don't know anything about this thing. And I turned some dials, and and was kind of just <coughs> waiting there, and it went to overload again. It went to overload three times in 30 minutes. So I called Adam. Or I, yeah, I called him, and I said, you, you forgot your EMF meter, and... I was out in my field with it, and it went to overload three times. He goes, I've never, I've never had it go to overload. And so I started reading about EMF meters and about EMF force. And do you know about milligauss? Mm, what's that? Okay. An EMF field is measured in milligauss or microtesla. There's two oh, okay. measurements for an EMF field, an electro- electromagnetic force field. And four milligauss, I, I then purchased a, a an e, I purchased two EMF meters. And at four milligauss, the meter starts to flash red and beep because four milligauss is considered uh, unhealthy or or um, oh. not, you know, not, you know, it, it flashes that. You should leave the area, is what it says, or, or you know, you're, you're too close to some electromagnetic force at four milligauss. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So, I took the one, the new one I purchased out there, and his, he didn't know when his went to overload or anything. So, I purchased one that didn't, that went, that went to two thousand milligauss. And hold I that out, thought. Hold that thought. Tell us more when we come back. Lee Hample with us here, and we're talking about what's happening on his hayfield and more here on Coast to Coast AM. You are listening to Coast to Coast AM. Connie Willis here. Thanks to join me at ConnieWillis.com for Blue Rock Talk, Connie After Dark, and all sorts of other goodies. Sign up for my newsletter. Once again, go to ConnieWillis.com. And again, thank you so much for all the emails and uh, I really appreciate it. There's about 20 outlets now that you can reach any of us, and 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 you all find them all. I'm I'm still looking for them, and and then I find them. I'm like, oh my goodness, look at all this this stuff that you have sent. But thank you so much. I really appreciate it. you're so kind, and uh, continue, please. I I enjoy it. Thanks so much, and I do absolutely recognize it. Lee Hample, our guest tonight. You know him best with his cryptids, his dogman, the. Uh, you know, closest to the uh, Bray Road right there, the Beast of Bray Road. There's just so many more things than the dog man there There's and, and the beast. There's, you know, like those pictures of, to me, Bigfoot. You've got the UFOs going by. You've got, uh, we had, we had, uh, when we were there for the three nights and four days with the creepy hotspots, we heard laughter after one of our blue rockers fell <laughs> and we heard this like heckling sound, our blue rock cop did and just other different things that happened. I was inside the vehicle that we were in. Uh, the other two were out in the field 
And something was, was inside that van with me. Something was there. I can't even remember now what all happened, but I remember that something was there with me. And I have to go back into my archives to look at that and see what it was. But you have a lot of activity. One of the things you also mentioned that has happened recently were more stones being thrown at you or rocks being thrown at you, which is usually Bigfoot activity. Oh, yes. This, uh, let me finish real quick because maybe one of your listeners could help me with the EMF real quick. Oh, quickly. yeah, 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 yeah. Please do, yeah. Because um, the EMF meters I purchased, like I say, at four milligauss, they uh, start to flash red and beep. And I've had readings out in my field, and there's no electrical fields out there. There's no electrical nothing. lines out nothing. there. Nothing. Yeah. And I've had readings up to 1,700 milligauss. Oh, my. 1,700. Yes. And sometimes I go out and it stays at zero, which it should. And other times it, it's just, it, it, it has, it has the, the meter goes to like 1,700, 1,200. And so I, I, this is a mystery that I don't understand at all. Um, now, that was Adam, or Adam Davies, right, that was with you? Well, no. Adam Davies, uh, accidentally, he left his, he forgot his when he left, when he okay. went back to Ohio. But he was and there that, with you, right? D- he, did he, he ever mention? There, he, was, he had come in to, to do some investigation, yes. Okay, did he, uh, first of all, next time he ever does that, you tell him that I stayed three nights, ha, 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 and, and tell uh, him yeah. I said hello. <laughs> but yeah. I, I love him. He's a great guy. But but yeah. um, did did he mention ley lines or anything? Does anybody, when they're there, mention ley lines at all? Yeah, they do. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I wonder if um, that has to do with those readings. I, I mean, 1700. It's, it's it's not possible. I mean, it's just that I, I tried to find it. 75 milligauss, uh, if you go on the very high, the, the high lines, which have 500,000 watts going through them, if you go right next to that and put a meter next to those high lines, you get 75 milligauss. So it's really a mystery why <clears throat> basically three uh, different EMF meters out in my field have gone extremely high extremely high so maybe one of your listeners could call if they know something and because this right now is an ongoing experiment ongoing project to try and determine why i have any emf readings out there i should not have any it should be zero oh my goodness we we were trusting in the elon uh is uh what Elon? what was what's his uh the starlink we were using that just to be able to boost uh the, the phone the live stream out because there's nothing yeah. there <laughs> you, no. you had absolutely no. nothing there no. uh so. rock throwing hmm. yeah. yeah um yeah uh that started th- really this this year 2020 well 2023 uh it's my godson and my son, they were up there in August and uh, they were staying, they were, he, they were bailing hay, making hay. And two nights in a row when they were in the, they stayed in my barn, in my shed, uh, in, my, in the bedroom, but they were in the shed and all of a sudden rocks started, you know, uh, being thrown up on top of the roof and, you know, 
uh, falling down. And they went outside and looked and couldn't find anything. But then half hour later, another, like a handful of rocks would be thrown up on top of the roof. And, <coughs> and so they go outside and look and, you know, there was nobody playing pranks or nobody out there. And, uh, Something was out there. Something was out there, yes. (laughs) Then in October, I had two people there. Um, Jay Bakhtichin was there. Do you know Jay Bakhtichin at all? I don't think Uh, so. He he does Bigfoot in Wisconsin. He and a friend were there, and we were looking at a picture. All of a sudden, a rock hit the side of my barn. This was like 10 o'clock at night. And went out immediately, and flashlights and there was nothing out there but then about uh, 10 feet from my barn there was a a, a rock that was, shouldn't have been in that grass and my mold there and uh, it was a bigger rock than should have been there that uh, was laying in the grass and, and there was nothing out there there was, there was nobody out there nobody playing a prank so why is why is he now throwing rocks at my barn? Well, I do know that uh, to be Bigfoot activity. They they like mm-hmm. to throw the rocks. That is usually what they do. I, uh, I, you know, it seems like you have so many different things that are happening there. I don't think it's just that dog man. I mean, don't sure. you agree to that? I've never seen any Bigfoot tracks. You know, that's I've right. That's seen. right. That's true. I've well, seen. I, I actually have six different types of tracks I've seen that are not deer or coyote and not bear. I've never seen any bear tracks there. There are yeah. no bear there. There are no wolves there. We don't have wolves in southern Wisconsin or I bear. And you bear are looking comes. at it with prints. You are you are recognizing it with prints. That's true. So you're not seeing the Bigfoot prints, so you're not thinking they're no. out there. Yeah. But it never certainly looks like it. Print. But it looks like it in those pictures and stuff. Now, and and some of the activity, and usually all these things are all all together. Let me let me ask. Well, tell tell people this because I think it's really cool what you did. And that one area, I think it was you and your brother. You did the layers of dirt in a certain way to make sure you would get those prints. I, that was just wonderful because a lot of us will put yeah. flour or you know something white powder something like that to get prints but you know what the bigfoot are going to be like well okay i'll give you a print boom and they'll give you a print um but you know they know what you're doing but you have done this beautiful area of dirt in just the right way and mud to make sure you get footprints i i think the creatures that you have don't really I don't think they're as conscious of it where a Bigfoot would go, well, I know they want to print. Let me go ahead and give them one. Or no, we're not giving them one. Not not this group of people. But it seems like the dog man is more about, I don't think he cares. Well, yeah, the, the area that you're talking about is along my left fence line. And I, I simply work it up with uh, my disc and my drag. And I work, I keep it worked up so that it stays in a dirt form <laughs> rather than have vegetation on it. The rest of my field has hay on it. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, there's, we've seen, I've seen hundreds or many people have seen, you know, uh, five toed uh, tracks in there, three toed tracks in there, you know, uh, a fist print track. A fist print. Yeah, there's a fist print track that is. 
I've been seeing for 10 years and uh, many people, my brother Fred has seen it many times. I've seen it many, many times. Mm. It just looks like a fist print. I don't think I showed you those, but, yeah. uh, and that guy, he takes like three foot steps. He's, he's big and, uh, and heavy. He sinks in, uh, you know, two, three inches into the ground and sometimes fairly dry ground. Well, that is interesting that you are looking at the prints totally. And that's where in some of the pictures that I've seen, I'm like, that looks more of a body of a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And, but you're looking primarily at, well, I don't have any prints like that, but doesn't. Well, yeah, tracks, yeah, to I me, tracks you. are facts. Yeah, I get if you. I, I get you. If I see bear tracks, Makes I sense. know I have a bear. If I see mm-hmm. deer tracks, coyote tracks, or, you know, or cougar tracks, cougar tracks, he's, you know, they of course are, are large, but you don't you don't see any claws. They're not canid, well, and the tracks I see out there have claws, so they're right. they're canid tracks. Makes sense. Well, I think you're going to see some Connie prints in May because it sounds like May's more of the time where you have your your <laughs> <laughs> your spottings of the of the beast. But um, uh, also, you you've you've said many times 10 p.m. 10 10:30, so that's like a good hour for you too. You seem to have a lot uh, yeah, of activity I mean, around 10, 10, 30. I mean, there's, there's orbs. I've seen, you know, hundreds, I've hundreds of videos of orbs. Yeah, 10, 10 to midnight, Those the orbs come out and play. they play peekaboo with my truck, and they, I'm looking at them through my infrared scope. You can't see them with your eyes. <clears throat> you know, it's just, it's, they, they, yeah, 10 to midnight is a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, you've been going through this for a long, 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 long time. Have you been able to pull any answers together? Have you figured anything out? <laughs> well, <laughs> in mathematics, there's... Hey, there's no drinking on the show, by the way. What are you doing over there? What's going on? None of that. I'm, I'm trying to get yeah. my voice back. <laughs> okay. I, I, I haven't had a drink in my life, so... <laughs> I don't. Oh, I wasn't going there. I was just saying, no drinking oh, over there. What are you no, doing? No, no, what are you doing? Water, water. <laughs> We're live. Um, Come on. No water, nothing. You got to wait till the show's okay. over. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I got to talk, though. Um, yeah, what do you think well, the answers are? Anything? You have, you have deductive proofs. You have inductive proofs. Uh, you know, and, and one of the proofs is by elimination. And I know the track. The figures, the orbs, the lights, the smell is not deer. It's not coyote. It's not. And I know there's not bear there. There's no wolves there. I would have them on camera. I should have dozens and dozens of pictures when this creature carried away deer. I put out 20 deer, 18 were carried away in front of working cameras. So... It's not any of those animals known. And and it comes and goes. Now, I believe there's multi-universes. And for some reason, I have pictures of portals. I have lights coming through portals. Oh, that's right. You do. Yes, you yeah. do. And so for some reason, that area has uh, a transfer point or I, I feel it has a transfer point or something between universes and the possibility that it 
is the dog man and the other creatures that I I have tracks for and I have pictures of uh, the UFOs. I, I mean, I have a picture of a pterodactyl flying across my field, but yeah. it uh, it it's 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 the possibility that there's other universes. I uh, mathematics says there is other universes, and the possibility that this why for some reason in that in my hayfield there is a transfer point between these universes, but that's the only explanation I can come up with. Is anybody else getting the activity as you get around there? I mean, definitely that one where the egg was, which is the place right next to you. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, I, I mean, all my neighbors. I can, you know, go down the road. They, they've seen it. They've, they've seen orbs. Um, my one neighbor uh, last summer stopped me, and he said, uh, "I know you have." pictures of orb he said i saw an orange orb come across uh the field next to him. he's about a mile down the road he said the other night two of us were out and an orange orb came all the way across you know the neighbor's field we watched it it, it was in you know our our light spectrum they saw it with their eyes mm. so but people will not talk about it people you know they they've you know it's 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 been there for 30, 40 years or longer, and and uh, they won't talk about them. All my neighbors have seen either UFOs or or dogmen. So and it's a larger know- area than my field. But I asked the one the one guy who said the werewolf was back on your property, and mm-hmm. I asked him, so like a year later, I said, "Why did you say that?" After I was you know, getting activity, and I had pictures, and I showed him some of them, like in 2014. He said, I don't know. He said, people have always said that the werewolf lived back on, and it was the Ludkey Farm. It was a, I purchased 35 acres of the Ludkey Farm. It's, I'm still, I've been there, you know, since 2007, and I'm still the guy that purchased the Ludkey Farm, you know. You're the uh, but, crazy guy. You're the crazy yeah. guy, Lee, right? Yeah, 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 because <laughs> I talk about it. I know. know, Nobody else will will talk about it. And they always said that the werewolf lived back on on Larry's farm, on the Ludke farm. Well, Lee, you know, so. Lee, the time has come to say goodbye. I appreciate that you've been here the whole time with me. And I'm sorry that we have to go because we can talk forever about this. But uh, you got some last words you want to say real quick? No, there's no callers. Okay. Uh, No, we got to go. It's time to go. Okay, okay. Yeah, if if to anybody, if you're presented with this, approach it as as real. You know, uh, it is real. There's there's things we don't know. Uh, don't poo poo it. Don't poo poo what somebody else says. Uh, listen to them. That's a real experience that they had, and you know, uh, just don't. Don't dismiss it. Uh, It's the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, the real deal. 
Thank you, Lee. We'll talk to you soon, okay? And we'll see you soon, too. Oh, thank too. you so much. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you. Lee Hampel. Before that, it was John Russell. And thank all of you for listening. Thanks so much. And if you had a good time, write in. Let us know. In the meantime, from the foothills of the Colorado Rockies, I want to thank everybody that put this together. Julie Talbot, Bill May, Lisa Lyon, Tommy Danheiser, Dan Galani, Stephanie Smith, Mike Cosio. Adam Thompson, Lex Lonehood, Sean Ledesur, Jeremy Wells, Tim Banal, Gina Salvati, Donna Walker, Roger, Chris Berry, Chris Burroughs, Lisa Gar, Richard Searett, George Knapp, and of course the man, George Norrie, the entire Coast to Coast AM team right there and family. It's a pleasure to be on here, and I hope that you'll join me on ConnieWillis.com for my shows as well. Until we meet again, hey, stay warm, but also keep watching the night skies and continue with me to seek out the strange and uncover the unknown. For Coast to Coast AM, I'm Connie Willis. Good night.